Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Don't miss your free chance to tune into Benzinga's very own bootcamp series on November 20th. If you're looking to dive into new concepts and grow your account, this one's for you. Before we get to our guess that chart of the day, let's just go through some headlines. Um, let me pull up my Benzinga Pro. So uh, you guys may have seen, but Meta, aka formerly known as Facebook, is up more than 4% today, about 13 bucks. So let's check in on Facebook, see what news is driving the movement. Um, Spencer, yes. Meta, Meta hitting $400 in the next three months. Take it or leave it. Wait, what is it at right now? It is at. I'll, I'll pull, show, show me a chart. I'll, I'll pull up the chart right here for you. Wait a minute. I thought the name change wasn't happening yet. No, it already happened. It did? Meta platforms, baby. Well, but the ticker is still Facebook. The ticker FB. is, uh, I think, next week changing to MBRS, I believe. Can we, can you go to a new studio fast? When did they announce it? When did they announce the yeah the, name change? Yeah, was it like it was like two weeks ago, right? That it was, was like, a while ago. I don't know if I'm gonna be able to find it on here. Yeah, I bet you you will. If you just scroll scroll back a few weeks, I bet you it's like I think it's like middle of October, right? End of October, yeah. Metaverse, here we come. No, keep going, keep going. Well, here might be right here. Why the Facebook name for? Keep going. It was like it was like middle of the month. Here we go. Facebook rebrands as Meta. What investors need to know? Facebook will change its ticker on December first. Okay, so wait, what day? What day is this though? This is a keep keep going, keep going. This is this was on the twenty eighth. So October twenty eighth. Now, can we go back to the chart here, please? This is my point. October twenty eighth was when they announced the, the name change. Let's go to a, a daily or something. Yep. Okay. Can we find that on, on the chart? Here's October 28th right here. Oh, the bottom? This green candle. The bottom. You're saying the bottom. The day before, yeah. The day before hmm. was the bottom, and then they changed the name. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. If only there had been someone to theorize, is this a buying opportunity? Because stocks tend to run up into, into stupid events for no reason. For example, the Apple and the Tesla stock splits from last year. I definitely 100% said that uh, on pre-market prep or at the close or I don't know, any other show. Um, and hey, I was right. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I, I think a lot of people have been kind of, I'm not going to say duped by this, but they, they definitely, some investors are seeing Facebook a little differently now that it's meta. So Wait, what was that low price right there on the 28th? It was what? It was on the twenty eighth. Yeah. It was three oh eight eleven, and we're 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 up three forty one now. Three forty one now. Yep. So it's more than ten percent. Thirty three dollars in in two weeks. Yep. Okay. Don't don't say I don't say I didn't say anything because I one hundred percent said yeah this could happen. Of course, I didn't do anything about it because I forgot because that's what I do. I say things and then I forget I say them. But Spencer, um, the chat doesn't look too happy with you today, dude chat why spence why i didn't kill spacs i moved it is what i did i didn't kill it i think jason is actually legitimately upset uh thankfully he's not here right now because if he was here it would be a whole different kind of day but uh he's at home i think i actually I don't even know where he is 
and I like it that way. So uh, Jason well. is in uh, California, Palm Springs. Oh, wait a minute. He's in Palm Springs and he's and he's inside or I guess he doesn't have to be inside. But uh, and he's watching us from Palm Springs. How do you know that? Um, look, guys, we are always. I know everything. Wait, wait. How does Martin know that? And I don't know that. Martin, who are you? Uh, are you Jason? Um, we're always making changes. We're always uh, doing something because you always did it is not a good reason to keep doing it, right? So we're always trying to improve. Uh, that means trying new things and sometimes stopping things, doing things the way they are. Um, and that's okay. That's a sign of growth. We're, we're in growth mode here at Benzinga, right? Yep. Other uh, news items today. We're looking at Tesla down 3.7% right now. So well off of its highs of last week when it got um, to, let's see, about $1,239, I believe was the all-time high that we have in Tesla's chart. Um, So yeah, I mean, I don't know. This is still trading off. It seems like after Elon Musk (laughs) announced he was selling, we, we discussed on this show why exactly Elon Musk is selling? Why he he you know put Wait, that? Can you zoom in more on the last couple of days? Maybe go to like an internet chart. I just want to I want to look at yesterday specifically. All right, let's I, go to a I, uh, as you finish that thought four hour chart. Yeah, oh, that's good. Because if you're watching pre market prep yesterday, you you heard us or you saw us go. A question: Why why the heck is Tesla trading higher after yesterday morning? After it comes out that Elon sold a bunch of shares, it didn't really make any sense at all. And lo and behold, here you are a day later, and we're right back where we were before. So, yeah, we discussed it on the show that Elon, in his kind of sly genius way, um, framed it as as he was selling Tesla stock so that he could pay his fair share of taxes. Like out of the goodness <laughs> of his heart, he wanted to, um, you know, do what everyone else has to do and pay taxes. But you know. Who knows? The, the, there were reports out there from you know a, a number of outlets saying essentially he had a big tax bill, had to sell anyway. So regardless of what the outcome of that Twitter poll was would be, um, there were a lot of people theorizing that Elon was going to sell anyway, or maybe he already had. So I don't know. I think this is this 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 will be an interesting chart to watch for the next week or so because Tesla's always prone to run. Right? We could see another run up to twelve hundred next week. I would not be out here buying puts or anything, but. The chart does look a little precarious that it could come back down to these $900 levels. So I would just be watching this. I don't know if, if you guys are out there in the chat. Let me know if you're trading Tesla and how you, how you are trading it. Uh, maybe when Tim comes on, we can ask him for the sentiment on on Tesla. Yeah, tiny pie in the chat. Billionaires always act responsibly. They, you know, you got to give it to Elon, right? If I was a billionaire, I would definitely spend way more time on Twitter than I currently do. And I spend a lot of time on Twitter. Um, Elon perhaps spends too much time on Twitter for a guy running three companies, but hey, who, who am I to judge? Uh, guys like him act move at a, at a faster pace than the rest of us. Uh, today, someone was asking for the support line. It, it looks like right here, at, you know, kind of where we're at right now will be a, a big line in the sand. Because if we drop below here, um, it, we, we could drop even further. Um, down to maybe this $968 level right here where we have previous support. Um, but I think if we do see it drop a few more points that we can see it bounce from here. So I would just keep your eye on this chart for the rest of the day. Like I said, let me know in the chat how you are trading it. Um, yeah, do you saw, can you pull up a Bitcoin chart real fast? Yeah, uh, of course. Um, yeah, Bitcoin or, or any Bitcoin-related thing. I don't really care. Um, and I, I ask because I want to see what Bitcoin's done in the last hour. Okay. I, I don't know. Um, what the 
hell's going on there? Try refreshing. I don't know. Uh, the re- and the reason I want to know what's going on in the last hour is because we got some news um, about an hour and a half ago now uh, that the SEC has rejected Van X application for a spot Bitcoin ETF. If you're into these things, you know that we have two Bitcoin ETFs. They are both ba- both based on the Bitcoin futures, and there are several applications out there. The leading one was Van Eck for an actual ETF based on the spot price of Bitcoin, just like the GLD is based on the spot price of gold or the USO. Um, actually, no, not the USO. Never mind. Uh, bad example. But GLD, um, better example. And that has been rejected. So we are not going to get for the moment an ETF that is 100% backed by the price of Bitcoin. That being said, does the market care, AB, or not really? Um, I mean, we've got Bitcoin trading down about 2.5% today. I, I'm trying to see it on more of an intraday chart. But um, yeah, I mean, so we can see here in the last, when, when did that news come out? Around noon? Uh, it was like an hour and a half ago. Okay, so let's call it 11 a.m. Um, <laughs> oh, I thought he was going to walk behind us. He didn't do that. All right, thanks, Luke. Sorry, I've, what was you? What were you saying? I mean, Bitcoin's trading down, but who's to say that's why? I mean, I think you know, there's always there's always news. Bitcoin trades both, like anything else. You've got technicals, you have news. It's harder to say with Bitcoin um when news affects the price versus stocks because uh, a lot of times news will come out on a certain stock and you can see that movement right away I, I think bitcoin was already showing some weakness here in the chart before that news came out so again it, it's very hard to say exactly why um, bitcoin is trading lower today but we did see bitcoin hit new all-time highs earlier in the week when the cpi data came out and even then that day after it hit new all-time highs it, it tra- ended up trading lower on that 24 hour period. So um, again, in the chat, throw me out a one. If, you, if you're if you in Bitcoin right now, throw me a two if you're on the sideline. Um, throw me a three if you are selling any crypto that you are holding right now. Spencer, what, what are you what are you doing in crypto right now? Wishing wishing I um, bought the dip. But, you know, in all seriousness, like with regards to crypto, Bitcoin and Ethereum, what the hell? Um, I, I'm seriously considering like, like I, I do like dollar cost averaging, right? For like the, the, the long-term stuff, right? The retirement accounts and all that. I'm actually seriously considering putting all that on pause um, for the foreseeable future and just dollar cost averaging in, into crypto instead, right? I, I, like my, my allocation is like 98% stocks. Um, so I'm, and it's, 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 you know, it's the end of the year. It's, you know, the time to, 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 to think about these kind of things. And I'm seriously considering, um, just not contributing to certain retirement accounts next year and just putting all that money in Bitcoin and Ethereum. Ethereum? Ether. Bitcoin and Ether. Got happy, it. happy? Got it. Um, I'd be, I'd be very curious to get the chat's thoughts on that. Uh, would you stop contributing to look, I only have you know, I, I only have so much money coming in, right? You have to allocate that. We all have to allocate what we have. Um, would you stop? Would you uh, stop contributing to uh, stocks and retirement accounts and and do crypto instead, or would you do something different? 
but that's that's my that's my plan for next year. I, I, honest to God, I'm gonna not contribute to my retirement accounts and and, and do that do the crypt, just add more Bitcoin and Ether. Beautiful. That's, that, that's my um, that's my honest to God plan. All right, there you have it, Spencer himself. Yeah, I mean, I I because I I I bought Bitcoin one time. I bought Ethereum one time. I've got like five thousand dollars of of like exposure here. You know what I mean? Like that's nothing. So, uh, oh, and I also have uh, Solana. I I don't know how much I have in that. I don't I don't even remember. Um, so the last news item I wanted to get to before yeah. we get to our, our chart, our guest, the chart of the day. So I've been watching the China trade for the past couple of days. Yeah. Um, Baba trading down about 1% today. But what's interesting to me about this is if you pull up JD's chart, JD is up two and a half percent. So JD is showing a lot of relative strength against Baba and other Chinese names right now. Um, the, the JD chart looks very strong to me. It looks like we could be due for a nice little breakout. I think right here, we're at a point where if we can break through this $87 level that's acted as resistance, um, then we could really see JD run for the rest of the day and into next week. So I would definitely add this stock to your watch list right now if you haven't already. And then you can also look at Baba as, hey, maybe this is going to, you know, got to catch up to JD uh, if other Chinese names are showing strength. So I'm not in Baba right now. I do have an open call on JD. So uh, that's been doing well for me up about 35% right now, but I'm looking to hold it through the rest of this afternoon, at least in case we get that breakout that I'm, that I'm looking for. Um, so yeah, let me know in the chat, if you're looking at JD, Baba, any other Chinese names or really any names in, in general. Can, can because... you pull, can you pull up the K web? There's a certain, a certain viewer of pre-market prep, uh, that asked me about K web cause I, I sold it to much to my own chagrin, uh, a few months ago when, when shit hit the fan. And it keeps asking if I'm going to buy back in. Stand with a good comment. Stand with the underrated comment of the day, uh, with regards to the my Bitcoin uh, conundrum here. Um, why why don't I just create go to Bitcoin IRA or I Trust Capital or, or any of these firms and just create a Roth IRA with with Bitcoin? I didn't know you could do that. Yeah, you can. Stan, Stan knows. I know. We know. We've, we've been on our show. They've been on our conference. We know. Um, but that, to your point, Spencer, K-Web's chart looks pretty good right now. I, I, I like the fact that, uh, you know, if you were a viewer of Get Technical, you know, you, you know, we like to look for these sustained bottoms where mm -hmm. a chart's been beaten down, but yeah. it, it, it hangs out in a range showing that it has support down here. And then once you see some, some strength coming back up on the upside, you can easily set your price target to back up here at $70 currently at 51. Um, so it, it, this is, these are daily candles. If we zoom in. We can see we've had one, two, three, four, five green candles in a row here. So it definitely looks like we're getting a, a, a little bit of a reversal here. Again, there there will be points on the way up that will act as resistance to watch out for right here at around $54. Um, yeah, $54, 50 cents. That, that'd be a, a resistance level to watch. But, you know, we get through these. I think we, we can easily run back up to $60 and then even 70 So. I'm adding this. Uh, I'm adding KWeb to my watch list right now, Spencer. Thanks for pointing oh, it out. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I still have no interest from a fundamental point of view. Um, but I guess call me. Call me if it gets to sixty, all right? And then maybe I'll be interested. I don't know. I have no idea. Um, I didn't want to sell this. I feel like my hand was forced. Right. I. This is like a long-term holding of mine. I think I had this thing for like three or four years, which. You know, I'm 30 years old. I've been investing for like less than a decade. Three or four years is a long time. 
Someone in the chat talking about MU Micron. Uh, that chart looks very strong too. You know, we're at $77, $77.50 right now. Looks like the next spot of resistance will be about 81. So uh, keep your eyes on Micron. I think Micron trades with the rest of the crypto stocks, right? Not really. Not really. Not really. More China names. Micron. I mean, it trades with the, it trades with the chips. Trades with Nvidia. Trades with AMD. Right? Oh, there you go. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, I don't know where Tim is. I shot him an email. Uh, I hope he can join us today. Uh, pretty sure he'll find he'll find us at some point. But do you want to do our our guest that chart? Let's do it, Spencer. Okay. Who was it yesterday that suggested we get rid of the the price axis? Was that shit? Was that uh? Christian Gallagher, maybe? No, it wasn't Christian. I forget. I don't think they're whoever it was. I don't think they're here right now. But if you, whoever suggested that, we we took that into account. So I'm going to bring up a chart right now. And I, I got rid of the price axis at someone's suggestion. Apparently, uh, the last two days were too easy. Yesterday, we did we did PayPal. The day before, we did DWAC. And those are way too easy. So um, this chart, I'm going to bring up on the screen here. We have no... Price access. I zoomed in so you couldn't see it. Um, I think this is way too hard, personally, without the price access. But here we are. We'll see if someone gets Dude, it. Well, I feel like you all need some hints. This is like way too difficult. I, I, I'm, I'm going to give some hints here because uh, um, I just... Okay. Hint number one. This is a retail play. Like a retailer. So, like for example, not, not snow, right? This is a retail play. That that's hint number one. Hint number two: um, the company reported earnings um, this this cycle, and it was like the best quarter in their history. It, um, oh, that's funny. Um, Okay, you see, okay, now, now we're, we're getting closer now. We're getting closer. We're not, we're not quite there yet. I'm seeing Walmart. I'm seeing uh, uh, Macy's, uh, Melly. Not a bad, I don't actually know what they're trying to looks like, Martin, but that's not a bad guess. Um, Costco shop. Okay, Bed Bath. Nope, not quite. Um, this is a, it, it's, it's a retailer, but, it, but it, I, I, I didn't say it's a retailer. It's a retail play. It's a retail play. It's not a retailer. It's a retail play. It's more of a um, accessory. Mm. A pat, not not. It's not apparel. Is it apparel? It's apparel. It's it, is it apparel? I'm not quite sure. How how would you classify? Oh, whoa! What do we have here? We have ourselves a winner. Sand Viper, got it. Crocs ticker C R O X. How do I zoom out? There we go. Crocs. <laughs> One of the best performing stocks over the last five, 10 years. Um, like you said, Spencer reported just blow out earnings. Uh, shout out Sand Viper 145 in the chat. Sanjeev got it right after, but Sand Viper was our first one. Sand Viper, email us at shows at benzinga.com. Put it up on the screen, yeah, or in the chat or something. I am. All right, all right, all right. And you will get a free piece of swag for being today's chart. Guess the chart winner. Shelly wants one more. Shelly, you're late. This is this is the consequence of your actions. I think we can do one more for a Friday. Uh, yeah, but we okay. you just have to let, let Spencer and I. <laughs> we have to think about it for a second. I have to take it off the screen then because we have to like find some, some cool charts. You guys want to do one more? 
I mean, it's Friday. Like, what the hell, right? We do have our next guest coming up, or our first guest, I should say. Um, Tom, uh, Tom Fenimore will be on in, in what, 20 minutes or so? At 12.40, 15 minutes, right? It's, to, it's, it's at 12.45, and it's 12.30 right now. So we can do one more. Yeah, that's a good idea, plant the cyclist. Listen, we're not going to do one more. We're not going to do one more unless we get a certain number of likes. And right now, we are at 30, 32 likes. We will do another chart, another guess that chart, if we get to 100 likes. If we get to 100, we'll do another one. If we don't, we won't. And now we wait. Maybe. And we sit here. Nice. Just in case, I'm going to find one. Just in case. I'm taking suggestions for our potential second chart of the day. What about this one? That's not bad. That's not bad. Okay, that's not bad. I'm going to go with that one. If we get there. If we get there. How many do we need? We need to get to 100. We're at 57. So we're not really close. At some point, we got to draw the line, too. At some point, we got to say, okay, no more. Let's give it like a minute or two. Brian Blockchain, I completely agree. I'm not sure what Tim is. <laughs> I'll be honest with you, Brian. I shot him an email. Should I text him right now? Like, Tim, where you at, man? Martin, shout out Martin. He gave three likes. If you're like Martin and you have multiple YouTube or Google accounts, get in there. And nah, I don't know if I support that. That That's voter fraud. Get into your parents' uh, Gmail YouTube account. Make one for your grandparents. Make one if for you your dog. If you guys aren't boomers like Spencer, then go ahead. And Dude, that's, that's voter fraud. Spencer, everyone does voter fraud. Oh, I don't. I voted three times in the last election. Jeez. All right. Um, Christians, how do you even do that? It's funny. Okay, wait. It's keeping an eye. I'm texting Tim right now. We're at uh, we're at sixty, so we, we ain't gonna get there. Um, I'm gonna pull up another chart real quick. I have one. I have it ready no, to go. No, 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 not one of those. Oh. I'm, I'm just show. I'm just showing peeps. You're just showing peeps. All right. Roblox. Roblox has been trading kind of crazily the past few days. Up. 5% down 5% up right now 8.8%. So we're about to it looks like it's going to run into this previous all-time high of 10997. Um I don't know. I mean, I'm not trying to squeeze out any trade for a few bucks up to 109. But once we hit that level, uh we're we're either going to see it break through and then I think, you know, there'll be some some move on the upside. Who knows what the price target? Maybe someone out there that can do the, the, the fib retracement can tell me what it would be if we the break fib retracement. Whoa! Or if we hit that 109 level and start coming back down, then I might start looking at some short dated puts or something. Just because I I do I like this stock long term, um, but you know it's moved a lot. I believe after the earnings it went up about 30 percent, traded off those highs, is now coming back up. So we could see a little double top formation if it starts coming down off that 109 level, but. If we break through, then I don't know, Spencer. I'll just throw something out there. 115, 120. How many YOLOs can you do at one time? Can I? Yeah. 
I can do them. Quite I guess it depends on the PDT rule, don't it? Yeah. <laughs> that would depend on that rule. Right now, I um, let's see. Wait, okay. Sanjeev asked about, uh, about Snapchat. Sanjeev, I, I screwed that one up because um, I wanted to buy it and I got too cute with my order. I mean, I, I think you still got, I mean, look at this chart, Spencer. This is a daily chart. Look, you still, you're, you still got it down here. It's not like, I don't remember if my order is good till canceled or not. <laughs> well, maybe that'd be something, maybe that'd be something to check I out. Should probably check. But, but I, I, I think as long as we see some strength down here, maybe two green candles in a row, then we can see Snapchat start trying to fill this gap. Um, come back up to the $70 level currently at $53. I just, it, it seems like it's, going to be trading sideways for a minute so i would wait um on a snap swing play till you see some more strength coming up on the upside we'd like to have that strength identified we'd like to have the trend as your friend at the back um so let me know in the chat how y'all are playing snapchat if you guys are looking at it uh yeah i've got my order at 52 uh so i'd like the chart sanjeev i i wanted to buy it and i didn't but i wish i had anyway Okay, yeah. uh, I, I think what we'll do is we'll probably just keep the the chart of the day like con- counter thing going for just the rest of the show. If we get to 100 likes in the next hour and a half, we will do a guess that chart, another one. But if we don't, we won't. That's simple. We have 10 minutes to, to our first guest anyway, so. I'm, I'm liking the music, Ron. Thank you. You're welcome. What else? Uh, Christian asked about, or he didn't ask. He just mentioned PayPal. I didn't. I'm, every day with PayPal, there there were a few stocks that we could ask about all the time, right? We could ask about PayPal. Um, I, I feel really bad. There's someone in pre market prep that asks about PaySafe, PSFE, every single day. Can you pull up that chart? PaySafe, PSFE. I got you. Every single day, they ask about the stock, and like. I don't know what to tell them. You know what I mean? I mean, that speaks for itself. Is that an all-time low? I don't know. Why am I so zoomed in, guys? What what is going on here? (laughs) What are you doing? Hi. What what is going on? What? It's because it's Friday. We're just messing around. Oh, that's up there? All right. We need to utilize it over the overhead camera more. Um, for next week, we're going to have some some more games. We're going to be doing some um, some some shooty hoops. We're going to be doing some uh, some dartboard throwing. It's going to be uh, more a little more interactive of a show than than we uh have been doing and also we're gonna we're gonna get a b out of the office we're gonna have him go outside and do some man on the street type stuff correct yeah i'm, I'm saying it now i'm saying dude why i'm saying it now <laughs> <laughs> we have a respected executive coming on the show in 10 minutes i just want to remind everyone about that but um i'm saying it now so y'all can hold us accountable okay if we do not do a segment with Aaron Bree where he is live on this show from somewhere else that is not this desk, then you can yell at us. Exactly, Shelly. Exactly. 
awkwardly harassing people of Detroit. Can we get Raz on? Oh, no. <laughs> Sanjeev. It's going to be a hard no on Raz today. I don't want to get yelled at. Uh, Clinton, it's in uh, eight minutes. Eight minutes. Clinton Hoda. We'll have uh, Tom Fenimore on the show. So, yeah. We're, it's a bit of a off-script show today. Oh, well, them's the breaks. So we're going to have Tom Fenimore at 1245. Uh, after Tom, we'll have uh, Christian Fraunhertz from Tribeca Trader Group at 1 o'clock. Uh, the guy is a professional trader. Um, he, he's a beast, honestly. The guy is just a monster. Uh, he's really, really, really good at what he does. So uh, we, we can rip through charts with Christian at 1. Uh, at one thirty. Shiba Inu Russ, a Shiba Inu millionaire. Uh, that'll be a nice way to wrap up the show, I think. We'll talk about what he's doing with that money. Coca-Cola making new all-time highs. What? Check in on that. KO is the ticker. Yeah. Can I tell you an embarrassing story? So my very first week at Benzinga. Oh, no, not, not Benzinga. My very first week as the producer of Pre-Market Prep. This is like my... Wait, we got some fake news in the chat. I'm seeing the all-time high up here at... I don't even know. Wait, I want to tell you a quick story. So... My very first week producing pre-market prep, it was I had been in Benzinga for like I don't know, two months at that point, point. Um, and I didn't know anything about anything, and yet they hear that they put me in charge of this of this show, for some reason, and it was like my second or third day as a producer of pre-market, pre-market prep, and um, I saw that news on ticker COKE Coke, right? Do, do you know that one? On what? Do, do you know Coke? C-O-K-E? Yeah, it's like the Coca-Cola whole... It's like the bottling It's the bottling company. company. Yeah. Right, exactly. It's the bottling company. And um, I thought that was Coke. Oh, but, it, Coke is making new all-time highs. The bottling company. C-O-K-E? Yeah. Oh. That's what um, someone in the chat was... I thought that. I thought C-O-K-E was Coca-Cola the drink, but it's not. And it was very embarrassing. I said it on the show, and Joel and Dennis was like, no. No, no, different company. This is kind of cool. I like whatever's going on. Yeah, I'm feeling it too. Um, so that was embarrassing. And then another time, I confused GM and GE. That was also embarrassing. Oh, that's actually a good segment idea. Sorry, go ahead. Where in the world is Raz? We just have Raz join from his cell phone. <laughs> right now he's in Palm Springs. By the way, good movie. But um, what? Palm Springs. Never. Seen. Oh, the Andy Samberg one? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I have a bunch of those stories of me of my early days are just like not knowing things and confusing stocks. Um, Gavin, uh, you see, just to clarify, Gavin Hunter was ticker COKE or ticker KO one of your first investments because it is confusing, isn't it? There's two companies, one of them is the ticker Coke, and that's not Coca Cola. Makes no sense. I feel like we should also take submissions for Johnson Johnson. If you didn't hear the news, they're splitting the company up into two. Who well, else? There was another company outside of uh, GE that was talking about splitting. Yeah, I think um, Toshiba. Yep. Right? Yep. Yeah. Uh, someone's asking about CCL. Um, let's see. I got the chart pulled up. Carnival. I mean, I don't know. I don't. I, I, I'm kind of up in the air. I don't know what to think about, you know, last year around holiday times, we had a COVID spike from everyone gathering with family and, and moving indoors. 
um, in the winter. I don't think we'll see as big of a spike this year, obviously, with more vaccines out. But if we do see any little uptick in COVID cases in certain states, and I think some of these cruise lines uh, will get hit particularly. So I don't know. I'm kind of on the I'm kind of on the sideline right now in all these cruise trades. But interestingly, uh, the cruise line stocks are, are some of the only stocks that have not made up their ground from from where they were at pre-covid if you look at pre-covid carnival was at about 53 or 43 dollars excuse me currently at 22 so you could you can definitely make the argument that there's still value there that eventually the cruise lines will be back to normal back to business as usual um but i just think there there's definitely a play here i think there are sexier investments out there to make right now perhaps have you ever been on a carnival cruise I've been on one cruise in my life, and it was an Alaskan one. We took off from oh, Seattle. Did you go with your grandparents? Yeah. <laughs> my grandma's, See how I knew that? My grandma's uh, 70th birthday, I believe. Um, I, 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 I was, it was okay. I've never been on a carnival Alaska cruise. was amazing. I mean, if, if, if anyone has the opportunity to go to Alaska and, and see some of the uh, you know, nature and everything that's up there, it's incredible. I, I strongly recommend it. But being on the cruise ship, it just was, I actually, I mean, I was like 12, so it was fun, like running around. You have the buffet. Uh, that was probably the best part, Spencer, was every meal was a buffet, just all you can eat. Um, is, is Carnival Cruise Lines the, the, the Carnival of Cruises? Like, I, I don't know. I'm trying to remember what. Uh, Carnival is like the chaos ship. Like, like what, cruise cru- what, what cruise line it, we were on? Because it wasn't like a Disney cruise or anything like that. It was just like a, maybe Norwegian. Carnival's for like. You, you, like college people and like young families, right? I'm pretty sure. Uh, I think it was a Royal Caribbean. Oh, Royal Caribbean. I've been on a few of those. those You've been are... on a few cruises? Yeah. What yeah, do you yeah. think about cruises? Oh, I love cruises. Really? I, I've been weirdly enough wanting to go on a cruise. Is it the buffet part that you like? I mean, that's one thing that I like. I'm not, I don't not like it, but it's not the only thing that I like. Um, I just, I like cruises. I've been on, I've been lucky enough to go on three. Um, They've all been Royal Caribbean. I like them. I, weirdly enough, have had a hankering for one in the last six months, maybe because we were all cooped up for a year. <laughs> Wait, everyone's talking about self-driving. Uh, oh, he, Master of Stonks. Are we the same person? He said he did an Alaskan cruise, and he was 12 as well. So, yeah, that's my one my one experience on a, on a cruise, you know, being 12 years old, running around the boat. Well, one of the highlights was we snuck in, my cousin and I, we were about 12 years old, snuck into the, uh, like they had a comedian there doing entertainment. And it was supposed to be like 18 plus adult only. And it was very. Uh, and like, you were like 12? We, we, yeah, we were like 12. And it was like very vulgar. And we were just cracking up the whole time because all these jokes were like adult jokes. And we thought it was hilarious. And uh, yeah, good time. Um, I, I actually almost died on the first cruise I ever went on. I was 15. And you got into um, a fight with someone on the shuffleboard court? no close though um i i I have a pretty severe allergy to to nuts all kinds of nuts right peanuts walnuts almonds all of them and i had a cookie it's always a cookie i had a cookie that was mislabeled at the buffet speaking of buffets yeah and um i ended up spending an entire day of the cruise in the like sick bay area is surprised and we're like in the middle of like the ocean right is in, in, in the middle of nowhere and i it was actually a pretty serious reaction i spent the entire day in that um, infirmary area, um, and they, it, it was not good. Um, I'm sure they had to have an EpiPen somewhere on the. Oh boat. no, the, I, I was getting pumped of like IVs and everything. But the silver lining of all that, the best part was, 
I ended up like waking up the next day at like four or at five in the morning or something. And I, I got to watch the sunrise from the front of the ship in the Caribbean. And it was like one of the best things ever. Um, but that was a pretty rough day. For me. So what about that? Everyone's talking about self-driving uh, cars. Oh, that's a good segue. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's a great segue, isn't it? Well, yeah, I was going to say, maybe there's a self-driving cruise ship play out there. No, no. Well, well, maybe here, you know, we can ask our next guest uh, is, um, is Carnival Royal Caribbean. Are, are these cruise liners interested in LIDAR technology? Hmm. Does LiDAR technology work underwater? I don't even know. We're about to find out. Let's get Tom Fenimore, the CFO of Luminar, on the show. Hello, Mr. Fenimore. How are we doing today? I'm doing great, guys. I, uh, I was listening into the last segment here. It almost makes me want to go book a cruise here. Um, and, uh, is there I'm, a question? Can you like, answer a question? Uh, does, does lidar work underwater is that is that just sonar <laughs> i'm gonna have to text our bd guys and just say hey what are we doing on the on the uh you know in the whole cruise sector it seems to be yeah. a, a potential any 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 deals closed in that sector you can send some commission our way <laughs> <laughs> well look if you guys ever want to join the team here and lead the charge in that segment i'm sure we can make it happen <laughs> <laughs> awesome so first off tom congrats uh, uh uh good quarter yesterday i i was watching uh your ceo on cmc yesterday and and he and he made a comment and and i want uh austin russell and i thought it was very interesting he said uh at the start of the year y'all um outlined five key milestones for the business right that would grow the business um can you can you explain a little bit maybe what those milestones were he said he said you guys are crushing all of them Sure. And, and I'll walk you through the five milestones. And, and while we did this, because this is a little unique for a public company, um, we're not entering series production until the end of next year. And so while financial statements and quarter, quarterly financial results for a company are always very important, what we're focused on here at Luminar is more the medium and longer term um, shareholder value creation. As I always like to say, uh, my largest shareholder owns 30% of the company is 26 years old. And so, you know, we're very long-term focused here. And so then if, if you're not kind of focused on your financial results, what is the scorecard uh, that we should use to judge you by? Yeah. Um, and, and I, you know, we have five milestones. Uh, two of them are related to industrialization uh, or getting our products ready uh, for series production and real revenue sales to our customers. Uh, two of them are related to getting the wins in place uh, and growing, um, uh, you know, the revenue that we expect. Because in the automotive industry, it take it typically takes you some time to actually win a series production contract. And then after you win that, it typically takes two to three years to launch it. And so um, okay. you have to win uh, things today in order to start giving revenue in 23 and 24. And then the last one is making sure that we're doing this in a disciplined spend manner uh, in that we're, uh, you know, not spending like drunken sailors and being very disciplined with our shareholders cash. Um, so the first one, the first milestone relates to getting our iris actual LIDAR sensor ready. And in, in the ultimate goal is to get to start a production for series production the end of next year. And in the auto industry, uh, there's really four stages uh, as you kind of get through the development. There's your A samples, B samples, C samples, and then you guessed it, the D samples. 
Uh, and we're now, uh, you know, we kind of started the year entering the B sample phase. We want to end the year entering the C sample phase. Uh, and we're now doing that. In order to get to the C samples, uh, we have to have the tooling in place that is going to be actually producing these parts, which we have. We have to have our manufacturing design and our sensor design in place to do that, which uh, we do. And, um, you know, we need to have kind of our, our, our manufacturing partner selected, which is Celestica. Um, and so uh, we're now entering the C sample phase. Um, we kind of said we want to get there by the end of the year. Uh, and that's and and that's a goal that I think we're imminently about to achieve and, and pretty confident we'll be there by the end of the year. The second one is on our software side and to have an alpha version of our Sentinel product suite ready to go. Um, we've now developed alpha. Uh, we've been showing off some of that functionality at some of the shows we've been at recently. And then in CES in early January, spoiler alert, there's going to be more uh, uh, to show uh, uh, there. And we're going to be showing even more functionality of Sentinel as well. The next two is winning the business, uh, major commercial wins. And, and these are kind of like big, major victories. We said initially back earlier this year, we'd get three. Our last earning calls, we doubled that to six. And we just achieved uh, our fifth and sixth ones uh, with those being Polestar and NVIDIA. So we kind of hit that increased goal. Uh, I don't think we're done winning yet for the year. You know, we haven't told the BD team to go home and, you know, take uh, the rest of November, December off. Uh, great com uh, commercial momentum on our side. And then how does that kind of all manifest itself in, in kind of uh, uh, what, what, what's revenue expect from those wins? And, and from our perspective, um, we kind of ended 2020 uh, with a forward-looking order book. You know, the expected revenue over the lifetime of the business we won at $1.3 At the beginning of the year, our goal was to grow that 40% this year. We then increased that to 60%. Uh, we'll do a final tally on December 31st with where we stand, but um, I'm pretty confident based upon the momentum we have so far that we're going to kind of exceed that target. And then the fifth one is to end the year with more cash than we began it. We ended with 545 million. We began the year with 486. Well, on track for that. So the team's been doing an amazing job. We're very proud of them. Look, maybe maybe we need to set the targets a, a little bit higher next year, just given how how well the team has executed. Um, but very proud of the Luminar team here. You mentioned the NVIDIA deal. Got to ask about that because that was the catalyst last week for you guys. Uh, you were selected for the uh, NVIDIA uh, Drive Hyperion Autonomous Vehicle Reference Platform. W explain a little bit more about the, that that deal. What does it mean for Luminar? Yep, and I will. And I know that there's been a lot of noise out there because there's been a few other companies that have put out press releases with NVIDIA and that how you know their sensor or whatever is being incorporated in Drive. Here's why we're different. Here's why this is a big deal, which is we are now selected by NVIDIA as a reference platform for the Hyperion drive system. And that's going to be ready to go in 2024 for production vehicles, according to NVIDIA. So when NVIDIA goes to an OEM and says, here's NVIDIA's Hyperion autonomous drive platform, here's the sensor configuration, here's the, here's the software that we built it upon, there's one LiDAR company that is on that. You know, there, there's a few camera radars, others, but there's one LiDAR company and that's us. And so they're going to OEMs with their autonomous platform and autonomous system and our LiDAR's on it. And they're recommending that this is the sensor configuration, including us, that these OEMs should use if they want to use NVIDIA's autonomous uh, Hyperion system. 
So, so Tom, what are the challenges of, you know, being in charge of the financials of a company when so much revenue and stuff is expected down the line, um, but may not be there right now? Yeah. And, and look, this is, you know, going back to what I said earlier about the automotive industry is we have these, you know, we have several of these contracts, one now, um, you know, generally the SOPs are starting around the end of next year to call it the end of 2024. And so we need to put in place all this investment, the engineering, the R&D, building out the manufacturing uh, system and, and capital equipment for that, building out the supply chains. We got to make all that investment years in advance of when you're expecting to get that revenue. And so, you know, as the CFO, I have to balance making sure we're making those necessary investments so that we can execute flawlessly for our customers and and get to where we want to get to um, with making sure that we're not overspending, being very disciplined. And at the same time, um, we want to kind of maintain that entre entrepreneurial spirit of the tech startup that has kind of been at the legacy at Luminar. We don't want to build, you know, a bureaucracy, a lot of fat into the system. And so we need to find that right balance. You know, sometimes I need to be the bad guy internally in terms of saying no to certain spending and everything. Um, but look, we've we've made a lot of investment this year. Um, you know, you you can kind of see the investments we made in our financials. Um, you know, we've we've brought on almost 300 people this year between full time employees and consultants to help us grow. And so we just need to find that right balance that we have here. All right. We, at Benzinga, we work for our, our viewers. And there's a question here in the chat. That is a very loaded question, uh, and and I'm going to ask it. Encal, Encal is asking about the comparison of the, te of the technology between lidar, uh, lidar, and and what Tesla is doing, right? So I'll, I'll mm -hmm. just bring the question up on the screen here right now. Uh, how does lidar compare with the cameras that Tesla uses in terms of cost, uh, in terms of uh, bulky lidar on vehicles? Luminar concentrated on commercial use. Is lidar capable of full self drive? Like I said, big question, a lot there, a lot of back and forth of, uh, going back years with regards to this question. Um, I'll just throw it to yeah. you, Tom. <laughs> yeah, look, it's, um, I think the essence of this question is Tesla is trying to make full self-driving work with cameras only. And yep. Elon has been very public saying, you know, LiDAR is a fool's errand or what have you. Um, so a few replies to that. Number one is... Uh, that's the only OEM that has made that uh, that public stance. Every other OEM uh, is using lidar to where they get to need, uh, to where they want to get to be. And we're when we're talking to these OEMs, a lot of them want to leapfrog Tesla from a technology perspective. Um, they're finding challenging it to do from an, uh, from a pure EV perspective, but from an AV perspective. Uh, there's been a lot of challenges that Tesla has faced. The scrutiny uh, from the industry and the regulators has increased. Uh, and so using LiDAR and using our package is a way for them to leapfrog from their perspective. Uh, number two is we believe that there are a lot of inherent limitations in camera and you're ultimately not going to be able to get there. Camera is ultimately a 2D image technology. So if you see that card in my background there, you can't tell from the Zoom call how far it is away. You can take a bunch of pictures, you know, do a lot of computational work and estimate it. But at the end of the day, it's just an estimate. And you're never going to have a ground truth understanding of how far all the objects in your field of view are away. 
great thing about a laser, you can, if I had a laser pointer there or, you know, I could use it and it tell me precisely how far away that car is. That is what LIDAR enable. It gives you a real 3D ground truth understanding of the environment in front of you. And ultimately you're gonna need that data in order to get to the significant improvements relative to a human driver that are necessary in order to enable safe autonomy. Um, in terms yeah. of like, uh, you know, we, we kind of see all these ugly LIDARs, you know, I've heard things from the spinning KFC buckets to Lego cars. Uh, I don't have any pictures here in front of me. I encourage you to go to our website. You can kind of see some of the sleek designs uh, that Volvo and some of our other car makers have done to kind of put it into the roof. Uh, and, uh, you know, ultimately we want to make that look, which we think looks sleek, in my opinion, kind of cool, kind of like a badge of honor uh, in a visual display that this car is safe. And I just pulled the long-term on the screen. I think it's a, it's, it's not controversial to say, Tom, that investors got way too excited too quickly, you know, uh, early on. Uh, but that being said, if you look at the, the far right hand, you can see that spike from last week. It's, so it's, it's not as if enthusiasm has gone away because this the stock is liable to do wild things on, on an NVIDIA headline, for example. Yeah. Right. So, um, I, I, but is that your take as well as like, you know, it's, it's still early days and, and everyone needs to kind of slow their roll. Yeah, look, we're focused here, as I mentioned earlier, on the long-term value creation. Um, you know, it's kind of human nature to look at the uh, short-term yeah. fluctuations in your stock prices here. We have a bright future here at Luminar. Um, executing successfully on our plan is going to drive significant shareholder value creation, whether you bought this stock at 10 when we did our IPO, whether you bought it right. at, you know, 19, 20 bucks, wherever it is today, whether you bought it at, you know, $40 and change, which is our 52 week high. Executing on what we have in front of us is going to create a long, a lot of long-term shareholder value here. That's what we're focused on. We have the money plus a cushion to do that. We have the team um, and, you know, the level of talent we've been attracting to do that as well. Uh, and so, you know, you try to ignore the short-term volatility, focus on the long-term opportunities. I'm very confident in that. A couple of good ones here from the chat. We'll get to you quickly. Tony Jordan's asking a good one. If, if, if you're in the NVIDIA uh, suite that is being sold to OEMs and, and you are also selling to OEMs, are you, aren't you competing against yourself? Um, we kind of, you know, it's a good question. Uh, you know, we're working with NVIDIA. They're designing us in there. We've announced a deal previously with Mobileye, who's incorporating our LiDAR into that. We've announced deals in the past with Volvo and Sensac that are incorporating our LiDAR into it. And so we want to maximize the um, systems that we're on because that's going to maximize the chances of us winning the business so that it becomes a heads we win, tails we win uh, type of scenario. And so we want to align ourselves with the industry leader. Um, that's just going to maximize not only the chances of our LIDAR being on the vehicle and, and, you know, hopefully our software too, but also that's just going to give us the, uh, significant competitive advantage, uh, not only from the revenue we collect and the economies of scale we get, but also getting access to, uh, you know, all that data and real-time experience to allow us to continually, uh, evolve our products. All right. Now the question to come in. We don't have that much time though. Dave Fry is asking a good one uh, as to why 
uh, yesterday uh, when asked, um, you guys excluded Japan and Korea as your area of focus, that you're focusing on China, Europe, and North America specifically. Um, what, I should why? have said Asia instead of China, um, because look, it's uh, uh, China is the biggest market over there, uh, but we also see ample opportunities uh, in Korea and Japan. Um, we actually uh, have a couple of people we hired to go uh, lead our Japan effort. And as soon as uh, the COVID laws allow them to go there in the country, they'll be there. Um, and, you know, we, we see some opportunities in Korea as well. Okay. All right. Uh, we're even on the line with Tom Fenimore. He's the CFO of Luminar Technologies, ticker L-A-Z-R. Got a bunch of good one questions from the chat. Um, Tom, uh, thanks so much for joining us today on Benzing Alive. And uh, again, a good quarter and uh, congrats on that. And, and, and we'll be in touch and following the company going forward. Have a good one. Appreciate Thank it, guys. You, Have a good weekend. All right. You, you do too. the same. Uh, okay. Uh, Shelly, props to Shelly for me, reminding me that I did say that Luke Jacoby would be on the show today. He kind of made an appearance. Yeah, sort of. In my, it, it, it was on the calendar. It was on the calendar. Uh, Shelly, Luke is here, but he is on the phone right now. He's always on the phone. That's his problem. He's literally on the phone all day. So I don't know if we'll be able to get Luke Jacoby on the show. If I can, I can. I would do my best. I can see him. I literally see him across the office. He's on the phone right now. Um, so I'm working on it, Shelly. I'm working on it. But that doesn't mean we don't have other other guests because we got two more guests joining that are actually here and you know being respectful um, of their commitments. Unlike Luke. Christian Fraunhertz is the CEO of the Tribeca Trade Group. And like I said, the guy is a pro's pro when it comes to trading, when it comes to charts. Let's get at C. Fraunhertz on the show right now. Christian, what's up, man? Hey, what's going on, Spencer? How you doing? Doing fantastic. How how has your week been from a P and L standpoint? Uh, you know, n- not bad. I mean, I think uh, you know, definitely took a step back. You know, the other day and and uh, cut some trades, but you know, the market has been, uh, you know, just has been great over the last few weeks that, you know, to think that we're not going to get some type of a pullback or it's just going to go up, you know, straight in line. And one of the words that I've been using a lot is just being realistic about this market. So, you know, uh, took a little bit of a, to, to answer your question, took a little bit of a step back this week on Wednesday, but this has been a great, uh, this has been a great trading day so far. And, um, you know, I'm having a great, I had a great October and, and I'm having a great November so far. So, Knock on wood. There's just been a lot of trading opportunities. Uh, we've seen nice breadth expansion. So more areas of the market are participating, you know, particularly what we saw with small caps, uh, you know, for the last couple of weeks. And so um, it's it's been a nice uh, market to, to be involved in. What do you think? Do you do you typically like this time of year as we head into uh, Thanksgiving week, which is very a very slow week, um, and then December, obviously, um, with some exceptions is typically a, a, a slower month of the year. Do, do you typically take a step back this time of year or do you like get more active? Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers hands off 
my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durban Marshall credit card bill. I, you know, I, I just basically follow the price action and, and, and what it's yeah. telling me. And, and if I'm seeing more signals, you know, I continue to kind of, uh, you know, go through my process uh, and, and look at, um, you know, go through my homework after hours and, and go through scanning and so forth. And if I see more opportunities, then I'm, I'm in the market. Now, if I go through, you know, regardless of what time of year it is, and I'm not seeing that many opportunities within sectors and, and, and just, you know, relative strength. And if some areas look exhausted, you know, then I may back off a little bit, but, um, you know, it's business as normal. And sometimes these weeks of Thanksgiving with the low volume can actually be quite fun. You know, I know some people, for example, like the, the day after Thanksgiving, oh, yeah. you know, it's, it's like that, the slowest day of the year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But there's, there could be some really whippy moves that, that happen. Yeah. And, you know, if you're a retail trader, you don't need, you know, huge volume for liquidity purposes, as long as sure. you've got things moving. So what's nice about that day after Thanksgiving is if anybody has a trade to do, or if there's some type of news that happens over Thanksgiving, you know, you could really find some good trading opportunities. So it, it can be, uh, it can, and I, I say can be, it's, it's potentially because you just don't know every year, but it, it, it's, it can be, and it's potentially, uh, it could be a really fun trading day if you kind of come in the right way and, um, you know, are just kind of following whatever's moving on the tape. Because the other thing is too, some, sometimes that low liquidity can just mean that like one or two players out there are just pushing a particular stock or are, yeah. are pushing a particular group. And you can mm -hmm. really make some nice money off of uh, just day trading for the day. Uh, while we're on the topic, full disclosure, uh, two weeks from today, uh, I'll be I'm taking the day off. <laughs> There you go. It's, it's, it's Black Friday. I, I like to go to the mall and, and hang no, out with don't. all the crew. No, yes, I do. <laughs> I'm not going to buy anything, um, but I like to hang out with all the crazies for sure. It's and, like then, a, and and you got to give a supply chain, you know, update in terms of channel what, checks. What, that's actually what I'm doing is channel checks. Yes. Oh, see, um, there you go. That's what you're doing. Yeah, you're not shopping. That's, you're that's doing. Uh, what I'm doing. Yep, you're doing homework checks. for the show. Uh, okay. Sure, good. Sure. Good recovery. Good recovery. For sure. Uh, okay. Um, if you want, Christian, you can share your uh, screen with us and. And, and we can rip through some charts here. If you have any questions in the chat, uh, drop them in there and we can take a look and see what Christian said, uh, thinks uh, about them. Um, but in the meantime, you can just tell us what's on your radar here. Yeah, absolutely. And, and um, you know, and a bunch of things. You know, what was kind of interesting yesterday after, um, you know, we saw some profit taking and, and some, some a little bit of volatility mm -hmm. on, uh, on Wednesday was just, you know, even though the S&P wasn't doing much, we started to see some areas of the market really participate. And, you know, I, I obviously will pay attention to both, right? I'll look to see what the important levels are in the S&P because I do want an overall, you know, healthy looking, uh, you know, index charts and so forth. And, and just as backup to make sure that, that the trend is acting the right way. But of course, if, I, if we're starting to see some things really act well, uh, and I thought yesterday there, there wasn't a lot of volume yesterday and there wasn't a lot of momentum in the second half of the day, but I'm like, Hey, we're seeing some groups like the clean energy group, uh, like, um, there is the metal space that was absolutely on fire yesterday. The agriculture space was acting well. So as long as like, you know, if it's one of those days where it's really choppy, yes, like it was uh, yesterday and there's nothing acting well, then it's like, huh, you know, you know, maybe we need a little bit more time for, you know, 
the um, the healing of of the the price action. But I was like, wow, you know, things look pretty good in terms of momentum. Now, not everything was participating yesterday, but it was nice to see like three or four other areas of the market. The Chinese internets were acting very well yesterday too. So, um, kind of goes in line with with what I'm watching for today. And and uh, you know, there was a specific level, and this is just a one hour S and P chart. Uh, just a quick uh, explanation of my charts. I look at volume at price quite a bit. Um, I have on my screen what's called um, the market webs, which which look at volume and price and put together significant uh, resistance and support levels. So I get excited when we get over resistance. Um, so we managed to do that for this week, kind of back to where we started a little bit in this range. And um, yeah, and then we kind of just turn to sectors and what what's acting well. So um, you know, we kind of, and we build off of that. So yeah, I'm seeing some good opportunities, you know, in a couple different, you know, high momentum areas of the, of the market. Um, the other thing that's been pretty consistent is I do pay attention a little bit to, um, to option activity and they were really going after some names that had good earnings and, you know, spent a little bit of time just consolidating in this TTD. It was a real nice trade today. Um, roadblocks, which I got into yesterday, you know, kind of, I mean, isn't it funny that these charts look almost exactly the same? Uh, and I think the last time that I was on here, I think we were like right in the beginning of earnings season, somewhere around there. Uh, yeah, we're actually, we're sort of in, right in the heart of earnings season. Okay. Was, yeah. A few weeks ago. Yeah. A, few, a, a couple of yeah. weeks ago. And, and one of the things that I said is that you're going to find what's exciting about earnings season is not so much like, um, you know, putting money on trades and speculating like which name is going to go up or down, but finding new opportunities that come out uh, of, you know, that have really good earnings and really good price action. And I think like, you know, just as an example, these two names, Roadblocks, which is up 9%, that wasn't really a name that I was like, hey, this is going to be the name going, going forward. But it just happened to kind of fall into the theme of the metaverse. And it had better than expected, uh, what, monthly active users. And this thing kind of sat back. You know, it, it really was tricky two days ago because there was a ton of call volume the day after earnings. And the next day, it just fell flat on its face. But it didn't give up the trend. Um, and, and yesterday, I, I started a position. I added to it um, in the middle of the day. And I actually took off part of the position. And then I'm, I'm being rewarded today by, by keeping a partial position on today. But, you know. That's what's kind of fun about this. And and same thing with TTD, which, you know, really has been a name that, that kind of got forgotten. Um, you know, it was for a little while. If you look at some of the tech of like last year, that was hot. And, you know, Shopify, the Trade Desk were a couple names, but the Trade Desk really went cold for a while. So there's nothing wrong with the name, <clears throat> you know, after going sideways for a while, now catching momentum and, and, uh, and breaking out. So I'm excited to see these types of opportunities. Um, all right, a few tickers in the chat I want to get to. Ba, 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 ba. Yeah, let's go. You want to? Okay. And, and I could go through a couple other names because I don't, I like when it's more than, you know, a few different names participating. But um, mm -hmm. a, another name that kind of caught my attention, and this is how I use option activity personally, is that um, it could be an idea for me, right? It's either, it could be, hey, I, you know, if I'm looking to day trade a little bit and the market momentum is pretty good, then I'll use the option activity for a little bit of momentum like we did in, in Trade Desk this morning. And, um, and then something like this where I'm like, huh, this is interesting. Somebody's buying a little bit of calls um, in Masco. And I, and I looked at this chart and I said, well, hey, this is a pretty nice little move. You know, this is another one that gapped up on earnings, right? Settled in a little bit. 
And, um, you know, again, you have to be a little bit patient with these things. But, um, you know, now we see the calls, which is, to me, just a little bit of uh, verification that an institution is is perhaps interested in the name. And then we can kind of go from there. But that's particularly interesting is, is not so much the option flow into earnings, but the option flow after a name has reported. And because institutions are, are going to you know, get involved in, in, in some names. There's no, there's no doubt about it. Right. And names that they haven't been positioned in. Right? I mean, roadblocks is, you could see the volume difference in this name. So, you know, what we want to see is after a name reports is to see those institutions that have may have been a little bit under positioned in a name now have to get involved in the name. And then we can kind of ride the coattails of that. So, um, uh, sorry, uh, half yep. to them. This this is RBLX. Uh, I'll put the tickers up on the screen here going forward. Um, let's do a couple of tickers from the chat. I asked for them. Jigglypuff Doc wants to know about PayPal. Every day we get asked, <laughs> is, is today the bottom? Is today the bottom? Well, is today the bottom? Well, here's know. the thing, Christian, right? Is today the bottom? Yeah, I mean, I think everybody wants to know that. And, and everybody's wanted to know that now for like the last couple of weeks. Uh, so I'll give you my two cents about PayPal. Um, so number one, like when we started to hear about this, you know, story about the interest with, with, um, with Pinterest, right. The volume kind of gave some clues that the institutions were selling this thing. Right. So it doesn't matter. Like if you think it's a good, wait, buy. Wait, wait, what do you, what do you yeah. mean by that? What do you mean by that? Well, we'll look at the difference in the volume. Like this is, this is not retail. You know, this big volume is, is not retail. Right. And, and that's why, something. Why not? Why not? <laughs> well, depends. No, I, I no, guess in all, in, in all yeah. seriousness, I mean, you, you had a big news event, a rumored rumored takeover of a huge social media company, right? right? I mean, that's a big news event. It was talked about all day on on places like Benzinga and CNBC and Bloomberg, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, I don't know. Why not? Why not? Well, I, you know, I think that, you know, listening to your show, I think I heard recently that. Um, and if it wasn't your show, I apologize. But I think retail flow used to be about like 10% of the average market or 15%. Yeah, and more. I think that that's jumped up about like 10%, right? So it's it's yeah, bigger yeah. than it used to be. Yeah. H however, institutions are still about somewhere around 75% of the overall volume, right? And they are sitting too with, I mean, you know that there's, that institutions were holding PayPal. I mean, that's a, that's a core, that was a core holding. I think of a, of a lot of uh, you know of a lot of funds, a lot of institutions. So to me, seeing seeing this after the pin, you know, and, and I think a lot of people, including myself, were like, "Hey, are they? You know, this deal doesn't make a lot of sense to me." And I think as institutions, you know, got their arms around it, they were like, "I, I don't particularly understand this." And even if they're not going to do it, just the fact that they're that they were going after a company like this. Rather than maybe investing in their own company and finding some type of new, you know, uh, development there, and you know, maybe that exposes like a like a like a flawed thought process, right? Yeah, I think maybe. so. And and again, yeah. you know, sometimes it, you know we could reason all we want, but I think just just looking at the price action and looking at the volume just told me enough just to not wait until this thing start you know stops to um, you know you know s stop seeing the distribution that it's been seeing. So going back to the question of, of where you're at now, uh, you know, where we're at now. So let's the weekly chart. I, I, I got a level for you. Um, and that's 21026. Right now, do I think that the bottom is in and, and um, you know, that we're going to move up from here? Well, I don't I don't make those types of predictions. Right. I find a level that I think is significant, which I think the 210 level is. 
and I think that you you're going to want to see the price action to, to get above two two ten. And what this is, by the way, it's it's volume at price, right, from all of last year. So this block here that you have is a value area, and that's based on all that price and time as well as volume from uh, 2020. So it becomes significant, right? Because because of that that volume and price action. So 210 is a, is a definite level I will be watching. But I would say if anybody at this point is looking to take a, a, a shot at PayPal, just make sure you have a stop, right? And even if you, if you don't wanna wait for 210 confirmation, Right, you could basically see, and you know, this is this red line on my chart is also is a significant uh, volume at price level, but there's another one below it at 191. So I can't tell you if the bottom is in, but if you're if you're looking to take a shot, I would use the the low of this week and say, hey, let's you know, let me see if I can get a broader bounce in here. But if it takes out the low from this week, I I would I would abandon. I would run for the hills. Uh. Hobbit tell him asked what time frame you used on your chart. Are you used, sorry if I butchered, yep. butchered your name. No, so this, so so this um tell him. I'll tell so him. so right. this this value area for the whole year is off of the weekly chart. Okay. Okay. So the whole year it's been trading above value. So you really don't want to see this thing start to move down here because then I think you you got even a bigger correction going on. But um yeah, it's been a tough name. I, I have no position in it. Um, I, I'm waiting. I, I I would rather, you know, and again, I, I understand everybody has a different time frame. So you may think, yeah. you know, for the long term that this might be a good spot. There's nothing wrong with that. But I would I would still have a stop in place, uh, you know, and, and kind of go from there. Is it due for, you know, maybe a, a bigger balance? Probably. Um, but I just think there's, I think that this is not only PayPal. I think this whole payment space is there's something different that's happened this year. I don't know exactly what it is. I don't know if it's a firm that's eating, that's eating everybody's lunch. But if you look at the whole space, right, this is, this is called relative weakness, right? Now, I like to play things that are above the 200-day moving average, above the 50-day moving average. And, you know, really, so I, I, you know, I can't figure out exactly what's going on here and why the group is so weak. But I think there's just plenty of other areas in the market to allocate your money to, even though you may think, oh, it's down. It's a buying opportunity. I don't like relative weakness. I like relative strength. Fair enough. Fair enough. So here's one that we also got asked about in the chat that has relative strength. Airbnb, full disclosure, aim long. Uh, yeah, I, I screwed this one up, Spencer, uh, this week. Oh, yeah, great. I, I t tell us about it. I, <laughs> the, 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 you, you learn more from your mistakes than you do from your, your wins. So tell us about it. Yeah, um, I didn't have enough patience this week. You know, when the when the volatility hit on Wednesday, uh, there was a comment actually that I made in the room. You know, I just kind of I took off some positions on Wednesday, and some positions just even the good positions got a little bit sacrificed. And um, this, but this was tricky, you know, because it's been you know kind of coming into support. So now I'm on the one hour time frame. So this oh, value area yeah. is for the week. So it, again, you know. I really look for support. Um, you know, I, I say this all the time, like in, in my trading room and in my end of day videos, I always have ideas, but I will let the price action tell me whether I'm right or wrong in my ideas, because I could be wrong a lot. Um, but this one, it, you know, it kind of gave a little bit of a, a couple false breaks into value. Um, and then today it's just, it's acting like a champ. And I, I do like this for the long term. Um, 
but I'm not in it right now. And I, I'm kind of you know, a little bit upset that I, that I, that I missed it and I took it off earlier in the week. Um, I just think this area too, that I'm circling in the, on the left side of the chart, I'm, I'm worried that it's going to be a little bit choppy in here, but Hey, um, it's got some momentum today. And, um, you know, the more that it can continue to kind of make progress here, I think the better. And as long as you, you know, at this point, I, I would ratchet up a stop to maybe around like 200, 198. But okay. Uh, okay. I like the idea of it. I use it. And I've been a fan of Airbnb. That You know what, though? Like, as someone who owns a stock, we say you think maybe it could be choppy up, you know, in, in the 210 area. I, I like that personally, because, in you know, we're all different. We all have different psychologies here. But like, it freaks me out when I'm in a stock that just rips higher. Like on the Airbnb weekly, it is just right. ripping, ripping higher with just straight up, literally no resistance, right? Just straight up. And yeah. and like that that kind of thing freaks me. Like, I Which stock that. did you say? Airbnb, this is Airbnb. Like, oh, okay. Like, well, uh, yeah, yeah, but there's, a, there's definitely, yeah, it's got to get through this 204 to 207. Right, sure. I, I, I like chop. I like consolidation. When things go rocket ship mode, it freaks me out because I don't know what to do. You know what I mean? Like I don't <laughs> trailing like, I would, stop. Trailing stop. I know, but then sometimes you can get shaken out of these things and it's like, God yeah. damn it. Like, you know what I mean? It, it's really I, tough. Uh, the the way that it, you know, I, I wish I could tell you that like a DOCN, right? Which has been just acting like a champ. So here's an example of a high flyer. What I've learned over time is you know, because there's this thing has just been, you know, has gone up from last year. It was a $40 stock. It's at it's at 120. I mean, oh, and that's the case gosh. with with a lot of the, some of these, uh, you know, some of these names. Asana is one that I'm watching today, by the oh, way. Asana and Monday. Oh, my gosh. Are they ever going to go down? <laughs> so. So, by the way, so here's a here's a good level to watch for, for the end of today and, and maybe for next week. But 139. Look at the nice. So. You kind of got to get your 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 mind. You can't look back here. Um, you could basically just kind of look forward and know that this name has been showing relative. You know, speaking of relative strength, this is one of them, and it's it has been consolidating for almost a month, right? So it's been very strong. But take a look; it's been kind of just doing its thing and consolidating. And I think this is a great time to kind of get back involved in it. And you know, if you want a little bit more of leeway, use the twenty period moving average. But the answer to your question is how I kind of stay in some of these high flyers is it's just all about position size. You got to put something on that you're comfortable, right? If you put too large of a position on, you're going to a lot of times shake yourself out of a high flyer, especially a name that's that's more volatile and has a uh, larger average true range than than the normal stock. So really like almost put, putting a position size on that you almost forget about a little bit in terms of the size, because if this thing, and you look, kind of just look at the lines on the chart and you, and this thing could be at 150, no problem, the way that this thing moves. So you got to be in something that you're comfortable within, but uh, this is, this has just been one, you know, one of my favorite stocks over the last, uh, you know, couple months, anything that has momentum like this, that is Crazy. acting different than the rest to me is, uh, is fun to be in. Uh can, can, can you correct me if I'm wrong here? Yeah. There's a question from Christian Gallagher in our chat. Uh, he says, correct me if I'm wrong, but if you're short of stock and they pay a dividend, um, don't you, don't you owe the broker the dividend? That's what I thought. If if, if you if you're short and and they pay a dividend, you pay your broker 
That, yeah, I believe, right? that's, I believe that's how it works. I mean, I no. don't do a ton of, if I'm doing shorting, I'm usually doing it with options. Mm. Um, but um, yeah, so. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I believe that you, they are entitled to, you know, whoever's long is entitled to the dividend. So right, yes, exactly. that's a exactly. nice one-off okay. question, but we'll take it. Yeah, nice, nice random <laughs> question. Yeah, you got any more charts or you want me to continue with some some names? We got a couple more. Uh, I don't know, Square. Do we want to look, we already looked at PayPal. Do we want to look at Square? I don't know. I, I can hold disclosure. I, I don't know what the chart of Square looks like. It's <laughs> tough to me. It's, 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 it's at a place where it could bounce. Um, but again, like, so, you know, the, the thing about how I trade and how I've learned to trade over the last few years, it's kind of like, uh, it's kind of like, you know, like Dennis in the morning, right. On your pre-market show. Yeah. He's a very disciplined trader. I'm the, no, I trade different. Like I have a completely different style than Dennis. I'm more of a swing trader. Um, mm -hmm. that's my bread and butter. I do do some day trading as well, like with uh, TTD today, but you know, where there's opportunities, but I'm a swing trader, but I just stay out of stocks that are telling me something bad. So if you cover up the symbol here in square and, okay. you know, because I know a lot of people have attachment to stocks. I do too. Um, but this thing is below the 200 day moving average. That's as simple as it gets. You don't even have to look at my value areas, right? My, my indicator. If it's below the 200 day moving average, there's, I, I, I know that this has been said by a number of people. So I, I apologize for not giving credit. But below the 200-day moving average, there's not a lot of fun things that happen, right? I think we're <laughs> starting to see that with some names uh, that have been under the, the, you know, way under the 200-day moving average that are now rallying from from them, and and they're now above their 50-day moving average. But specifically, when a name has been above and and has been a really strong name, there's something that's not right here, right? That a name is is sinking this much. And institutions, it's kind of like you know what we were do what we were talking about with um, with PayPal. Uh, you could see all these red bars. What is this telling you? It's telling you that that somebody's getting out of it. So you, if you don't want to say institutions, Spencer, that's fine. You could say no. no I'm not. I'm not morally <laughs> against it. I was just questioning the hypothesis, questioning yeah, the idea. Yeah. But this but, volume yeah. is telling you, right, that some, that yeah. there that there are somebody is getting out of this name. And again, Square and PayPal have been, I think, a bit overcrowded uh, on the long side. So. Yeah. You know, we, yeah. we've got some institutions getting. I, sorry to say, institutions, but I think somebody's no, been getting no, out of these. It's days. Fine, it's fine. Maybe it is. I don't know. Maybe it's <laughs> the, the, the people over it. I don't know. Um, uh, yeah, okay, I don't know. Uh, we, we got a couple more minutes here with Christian from Hertz. By the way, he's at C from Hertz on Twitter. His uh, I'll put it up on the screen. His Twitter handle. Um, um, yeah, and all, you could also yeah put caps. put the Twitter up there, and I do do free. You know, I, obviously, I, I run a trading room, right? We've got a community of traders, but I put out free end of day videos where I literally go through. If you if you go through yesterday's video, I talked about a lot of setups. Um, you know, not to give the old pat on the back, but um, you know, I talked about a lot of setups that I thought were really constructive yesterday. So I give that out free. Uh, it usually goes out around like, uh, you know, some sometime around like five o'clock and I'll, I'll go through the indices first and I'll go through uh, single stock setups. And I do that every um, every day. You know, it's a it's a public video. So, yeah, let's let's go through some more charts. Yeah. By the way, I'm definitely going to quote you on the the not a lot of good things happen below the 200 day moving average line. That's a good one. Um, yeah, yeah. Thank yeah. you. Not a lot of fun I, things happen. Someone's going to go after me because I didn't. OK. I didn't All right. That. Devin Energy, please. Sure. 
Uh, this was such a strong stock. Um, you know, I, I'll tell you, I got shaken out a couple of these energy plays recently. Um, so it's consolidating here. I, I think if you're in a stock position, I think a stock position is better here um, personally because it, it kind of um, is not showing momentum right now, but it's not breaking down either. So I, I would, you know, pay attention to maybe the, the 41 level, right? And also that's the 20 day moving average because it's been above the 20 day moving average now since September, right? And it's acted so well. So I don't know, um, you know, if this is just kind of, uh, taking its time here and, um, you know, or if something different, but, I, but again, you know, going back to what I said earlier, it's all about, you know, the price action will tell me if I'm right or wrong. I would stay long versus that 20 day moving average, right? Keep it simple. Um, the one thing that's kind of concerning to me, and again, there's no breakdown here, but oil has not been able to get it, get above the 84 level. So it's digesting, you know, and what's funny again is like with trading, the price action is always right, right? We hear all this stuff about gas prices going up and, you know, yeah. potentially that they're going to have to release more reserves and that kind of thing. But what's not, what's the price of nat gas telling you? Do you think that's true right now that, that, you know, nat gas is, is stalled out um, basically back in October. You could see I've got a downtrend line in here. So the, the price to me in, in both oil, you know, oil to some extent, but definitely in, in nat gas is, is not, you know, uh, agreeing with what the news is telling you. So again, always rely on the price action because right now I, I do not see not gas, uh, you know, you know, moving hard to the upside. In fact, it kind of looks like it's weak and breaking down a little bit, right? Talk about the 50 day moving average. It's also below value for the month. So I, I got rid of some, I tried actually in the beginning, I, I mentioned I sold some positions a couple of days ago, but one of them was I tried a position in Oxy and Oxy could not break out. Um, another name that I tried too was Venom, um, which it doesn't look bad, but it, again, it just, it stalled out here and I think there's just better opportunities. So, what else? Uh, right, let's, let's go through let's some more. Do, all right, let's just do one more quick. We'll do one more quick. Rex has a couple going ones here. Um, yeah. Can you look at Rivian? Do you look at IPOs a day or two after their IPO, or, or not? It's really, really tough. Um, I don't trade a lot of these uh, because I, I just don't have the technicals to do it. Um, yeah, I like to I, see a little bit. Yeah. That's so it's always thought. like, if I'm going to take a position in this stuff, it's going to be really small because I just think it's too unpredictable. And, you know, I mentioned before that my indicators and the price action will tell me if I'm right or wrong. I just don't have a lot. So I can have an idea, but I, I don't, I don't have any edge in Rivian. Right? I like to have edge in trading and I, I got no edge. So. Fair. You know. uh, okay. And then uh, here's one I looked at uh, up FinTech TIGR. I'm looking at that one for a minute. Oh, yeah, that's a tough one. Yeah. So again, another one in a downtrend. I'm I'm an uptrend guy. Uh, so you you do have a level to trade against, right? There's always a lot. There's always even if I don't like the chart, right? Or if I'm because I am a, a trend trader, so that's why I stick to to trends. But there's always a level that you could trade against if you want to really take a shot at something. But you have to remember that if it doesn't work, to take the you know, take the position off. Um, and that's seven bucks. Um, but this, this is not yeah. something I would mess with personally. Could it bounce, you know, up to, up to nine bucks? Oh, definitely. You know, it, it could do that, but is that what you're looking for in this trade? You know, and that's a, that's an important thing too, is every time you, you pull the, you know, pull the trigger or click the mouse, you know, you have to think about, okay, you know, where do you, 
where do you think this stock is going to? So yes, I think it could bounce, you know, maybe up to the to the uh, 50-day moving average, but it's that's such a tough trade. It, it really is. I hear you. Uh, I'm sorry to whoever asked about that. Christian Fromhertz is the founder of the Tribeca Trade Group. Uh, his Twitter handle was up on the screen before. At C. Fromhertz, and he joins us every other Friday. Um, I don't know about two Fridays from now. We'll talk about that, Christian, because I won't be here. But uh, maybe maybe we'll do <laughs> maybe we'll do so. Maybe we won't. I don't even know at this point. Can we uh, catch you from the? You know, where you're going to be in the mall or something? We could do. Yeah. Uh, well, know. I'll be I'll be in Jersey. I'll be at like a mall in Jersey. We we can maybe try to do AB. We, can we do a stream? Can you? Maybe gonna yeah, be and I'm from Jersey too, so that'll be not, great. Where, where in Jersey are you from? So I I grew up in Central Jersey. I'm I'm in New where, York City where? now. Uh, Whereabouts? But, a very small town called North Plainfield, and and my yeah, folks. Yeah, man, uh, I'm from I'm from East Brunswick. Ah, see, nice yeah, Rutgers. See? Let's go Rutgers. Yeah, that's right. I knew you went to Rutgers. <laughs> that's right. Small world. All right, uh, Christian, have a good one. We'll talk to you again soon. Good luck. Thanks, Spencer. Have, have a great day. All right, uh, AB. What is up, my man? Why is AB not on, on the screen, guys? There he is. Um, uh, by the way, I want to remind everyone: we did say if we got a hundred likes, we, we would do another chat. Uh, get, name that chart. We're almost there. We're almost there. But that being said, AB, we have one last guest today. Yeah, and we've got uh, Russ Davis, who is an early investor in Shiba Inu. Oh, my God. This guy has more money than I'll ever make right now. I know. It's incredible. It's ridiculous. So, it, Russ knows, I guess, more about Shiba and, and cryptocurrencies in general, kind of an altcoin aficionado. So with the recent run in Shiba, figured no better person to bring on than Russ. So without further ado, let's go ahead and bring Russ <laughs> Russ, man, how you doing? Good, good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. So, well, first of all, where in the world are you joining us from? I know you travel a lot. Uh, I'm in LA right now. Uh, Houston last week, Tampa next week, maybe San Fran in between. I mean, it's I don't even have a home base right now. <laughs> You're homeless? Is that what you just said? <laughs> Might as well be. I don't know why I'm paying a mortgage in Connecticut. <laughs> yeah, I don't know either. Um, You've got some cool friends down in Tampa too. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah, um, I got uh, uh, Antonio Brown into uh, crypto. You've probably seen him on a lot of commercials. He's signing all these crazy deals now. And um, hopefully I'll be able to talk with Brady about that. I'm going to be doing um, some training with them after their Monday night football game in Tampa next week with a couple of the other players. I'm not going to name names yet because I didn't really get their permission. But, uh, yeah, it's exciting. And I'm meeting with some other coins down in Tampa as well. Uh, anywhere I go, people will, uh, you know, find time and, and meet up with you now. It's it's overwhelming, but I love it. You know, it doesn't feel like a job, so it's cool. So how did you initially get connected to Antonio Brown, you know, a different AB? Uh, and what was your, I guess, like pitch to him, you know, just – Oh, you've got a lot of money. You should invest in Shiba Inu. Um, you know, we connected back when he was on the Steelers, um, really just through social media and uh, became friends, uh, like started just hanging out. You know, anytime he was in the area or I was in the area, we would hang out. And then when I started talking about crypto, he was very interested. He's a very quick learner with all that stuff. And so he's like, what can I do? So we set up some accounts for him, made him a decent amount of money, um, some of his you know, his entourage, like his agent and uh, all those guys got into Shiba um, months and months ago. So they're pretty happy right now. And, um, okay. you know, it, this industry is all word of mouth. Like you can't fake 
you know, real profits. So when you show somebody your portfolio and what you started with, that speaks volumes and then you get referrals and then it's just nonstop. It goes viral. Yes. So Russ, the first time we had you on the show, I believe was back in April or or, uh, May, kind of when she was making its initial run. And so much has, you know, changed in the crypto world since then. And especially with Shiba Inu. So can you just give us a rundown of like where you see we're at right now? Where do you think we're going? Um, You know, was this last run all the way up to, let's see, 0.0008? Was that the final run or do we have it? No, I mean, I'm getting the same questions that I got back when I was on the show the last time. And people were like, is it done? Absolutely not. Um, unfortunately, a month in crypto is like 10 years in real life. People freak out if, you know, it goes eight, up 800% and then down 10%. They're like, is it over? Is it done? Of course not. Um, if you look at the real tokenomics on it, they haven't even done anything to become deflationary yet. They're about to start burning coins. I think they're doing a, a billion coin burn very soon. Then they're going to do transactional burns on every transaction by or sell. That's going to be massive for it. And then just the whole vision itself is still just getting started. I mean, we haven't even gotten on Robinhood yet, uh, Kraken. These take time, you know. I, that's why you never set a date and say, we're going to be, you know, on Robinhood at this date. They're not going to say that because it takes time. They're going to get the bugs out. And, you know, we're still not on some of these major exchanges. Uh, it's just gaining momentum. It might be down on a day, but the is still going to go up. I mean, anybody who's used to uh, stock lines, I don't, you know, I don't like to correlate stocks and crypto all that much, but you look at these, it's all trending upwards. Um, I would say 14 month target, it hits a penny. I, I, I want to ask a question, uh, Russ. I, I'm just wondering, like, aside from the, the connections and the relationships, um, yep. how has your life changed in the last six months? Um, it's been a whirlwind. I mean, almost anywhere I go, um, in, in like my surrounding towns, like once a week, somebody's taking pictures with me and, uh, it's, wow. it's funny. My, my friends all laugh at it, you know, but, um, I, I, I get it. You know, I've, I've been there where I'm like, Whoa, you know, th- this guy is, uh, you know, making a lot of money. Like, how do I, you know, how do I speak to him? So I, I understand. And I want to, you know, teach everyone. So, you know, if anybody who I don't know approaches me, I, I'm always down to talk about crypto and give my two cents and, um, you know, just give some free information. That's what crypto is all about is just sharing. Uh, if you've got a hot tip, you should share. You should watch you get everything out there. And um, my life has just been like crazy, 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 just being pulled every direction in the last six months. Like I can't even explain how much it's changed. Um, yes. So Russ, outside of Shiba, is there any, you know, any projects, any coins that are particularly interesting to you right now? Or is it just kind of like the, yep. Yeah. We actually, the first coin I ever got involved in actually on like the dev team, uh, is peeps, uh, the people's coin dot money is the website for that. It's very simple to buy and that's going to revolutionize charitable giving. So with peeps coin, you can donate to a charity that might, let's say this charity has $100,000 in their their bank uh, for charitable giving. It's sitting there making less than 1% interest per year, which is just not even keeping up with inflation itself. If you receive a donation by credit card, you're paying a 4% fee. So you're already you know down money. With Peeps, you can donate it immediately. They receive it for free. There's no credit card transaction fees. There's no processing fees. And you get reflections. 
So every day that you have, let's say, a thousand peeps, every transaction is going to give a 2% reflection, which is a reward to people that hold that coin. So you're going to wake up the next day and actually have a thousand and five peeps. You're going to have more and more accumulating more. So innately, the value is going to be higher. And then when the price goes up, that's going to make it higher. The more charities we get involved that are going to turn their, you know, $100,000, like Red Cross, millions of dollars sitting there gaining virtually nothing. If we could transform that into cryptocurrency, it's going to, it'll change the world just like uh, Shiba did when they donated to India. Uh, $5 billion dollars now would have been worth 30 billion dollars if they had actually held and listened to the actual shiba community but you see like what we can do when we actually hold these coins and reap the rewards that crypto is you know benefiting anybody and everybody a hundredfold over what we can do by putting our money in banks and letting it sit there doing nothing yeah then, i'm sure um, that's a big but yeah big ask for especially for some uh you know places like you mentioned red cross and stuff might be a little archaic and they're uh, financial okay. tendencies yeah. you know it's yeah, all about education we just isn't that what it hinges people. on isn't that you have that isn't doesn't all this hinge on like eventual adoption who's to say that's going to come um i mean adoption is getting out of control as it is uh i mean ask somebody 10 years ago what bitcoin was five years ago and eh, now it's almost a household name you don't have to even own crypto to know about what bitcoin like the name and now it's educating people what is Bitcoin? What is cryptocurrency? Um, you know, I get those questions all the time and I'm happy to answer them. It's like, is is Bitcoin crypto? Is crypto a coin? Is crypto Bitcoin and all this stuff? But that's why we just need to educate people on everything. And, uh, you know, the, the learning curve is getting faster and faster. You know, uh, two years ago, 1% of people in the world had crypto and now it's up to like 13%. Um, wow. And... That it's just you can see the charts on Ethereum and Bitcoin and all the major players to that dictate the market. They they don't lie. It's just getting bigger and bigger, and it's gonna. It's this is our generation's internet or last generation's Facebook. It's cryptocurrency. It's here to stay. So so Chris, Christian Gallagher is asking a good question in chat. He's asking, do you think there are too many coins out there? Because I, I see so many projects yeah. that claim to be, you know, the future of finance, etc. Every coin. Uh, it seems like can't have really its own, um, let's see, practical use case. So, you know, how do you see that? Do you think there are some coins popping up that really have no business oh, trading? You know, it's 100 percent. It's um, it's a necessary evil right now to gain hype on cryptocurrency. But the scams, I mean, 99 percent, I'm probably underestimating that of all coins coming out are scams right now. That's something that you know, my group, the In Rust We Trust group on Facebook prides ourselves in is finding all those diamonds in the rough that are not scams. And our analytical team is comprised of some of the smartest people in the world. And, uh, you know, it's it's not impossible to trick us, but you got to if you're if you're that smart to be able to trick us into believing that your coin is legit, then you should just have a, an honest project. Wait, and, wait. So um, how do you how do you know? How do you know? I'm genuinely you know, I don't. Yeah, I, I um, we have people from all over the world, some of who just do not know each other. So it's not like we're, you know, just uh, going through the motions with with everybody in our own little chat room. And, um, you know, running these analytics are different than what other people look at. We look at different things, not just, you know, everyone wants to talk about market cap. I hate market cap. I think it's a complete, you know, BS thing to look at. You know, that's for stocks, not for crypto. I'm um, so looking at, what, you know, what, who the what holders you are. Yeah. With, like who the development team is, 
Uh, if they are not going to dox themselves, like basically give their real information, we're not going to work with you. Um, we want people that are honest, transparent. And um, those are some of the main things, because if you can get past that, people have accountability. If you have accountability, then we look at your project. And if the project has a use case, then you know we're going to look into it. But a lot of these BS coins just don't. And people are just like, oh, I'm going to throw 100 bucks in this. It's going to be the next Shiba. Why? You have no reason to to say that. So, you know, you got to listen to honest groups. Um, our group is probably the most honest, like transparent, like helping group in the world for crypto. Everything else is a dumpster fire. It's just like the purge part five. Again, like they, they just don't want to help you. They want to pitch their own coin, no use case, pump and dump. That that's what gives a bad name to it. But the more regulated crypto gets, the safer it will get. And uh, you know, it'll come. Ooh, interesting. I don't know. I don't know if everyone agrees with you about that one, Russ. But, yeah, I know. I'm uh, but I do. I do for the record. But I don't know if there, how many other people agree with you about that. You know, it, that that word goes a long way. It's uh, it's, yeah. it's ambiguous, but there's certain yeah. certain regulations. I, I think that if you're going to file a coin, you should have to file it under your real name. Um, oh, you know, oh, I like that. That would be good. We should get get yeah, some cause, of that. Cause yeah, because there, there there are a lot of you know quote unquote crypto influencers out there that stick you know, hundred percent anonymous. So even the fact that you're able to yeah. come on screen, come on camera yeah. with your real yeah. name, I, I think adds some credibility. Yeah. It's kudos to well, you. Russ, because- That's why it makes me laugh when people say that I'm scamming people. I'm like, why? Like if it would be so easy to go under a fake name and do something. You know? That's a very good point. It's a very good point. Know, like, why would he be on here with his real name and face? If so, that is yeah. a real face. So Russ, I, I got to ask, cause that, you know, everyone in the chat is wondering right now, what, what, you know, actually what, amount of money did you make off Shiba? And are you, you know, how much of it have you sold? Uh, g- give us the lowdown on that. Like, what's your portfolio? Um, like? uh, <laughs> uh, millions, uh, a few, uh, quite a few. Wait, can, okay. Can I ask you a question that isn't as invasive? What yeah. percent of your portfolio is Shiba? Um, probably 50 or 60%. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I still, I still have quite a few, quite a few billion coins. Um, <laughs> I, I had plenty, I had, I had a lot more, but when, uh, pe- when I owed people money, I would pay them in Shiba and tell them to hold it. I, I would tell them, you know, this is going to be worth a lot more in, in a year. So if they did, then I gave away, uh, I don't know, probably $20 million in the last uh, few months. But <laughs> Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Uh, okay. And what percent of your portfolio is crypto at large? Oh, a hundred percent. I, uh, I'm it? so out of stocks right now. Um, Okay. If, you, if you're talking about just stocks and crypto, it's 100% crypto, but real okay. estate and uh, and cryptocurrency um, are really just having the best gains right now and in okay. I think in the near future as well. 100%, 100% to crypto, 50% of that to SHIB approximately, give or take. All right. I, I applaud the honesty. Russ, you used to, didn't you used to work for Vivint or, or Sunrun? <laughs> yeah, for like about six months, yeah. What do you... What do you... <laughs> So you're a solar expert too. What do you think about the solar space? <laughs> That's so funny. The solar space is good. It's not going anywhere with the um, with all the incentives that uh, that you know uh, <laughs> the government's giving. I uh, I was doing solar because my credit card processing company runs itself, and um, it gave me time to focus on crypto because it's very flexible. And uh, unfortunately for Vivint, I, I gave a couple of my Shiba and, and uh, crypto tips away to a few people, and now they retired. So they're kind of losing some employees because of me. My my bad. 
So but, you're uh, you're responsible for that stat that came out that four percent of people have quit their jobs because they've made so much money off crypto. Wait, what? Yeah, I I, I can't. I don't have an exact oh, yeah, number, but yeah. I mean, I, I know that I've had probably forty or more people tell me that they have retired or are millionaires because of my picks, and that really oh is. Gosh. I mean, it means the the world to me to hear you know some of these life changing stories. So, um, yeah, that's, it's fantastic. All right. What about, what about this? I got an idea. So you have some, you know, green cryptos out there between Solana, Cardano, yeah. et cetera. What yeah. about we make a crypto that can only be mined using solar power. So they've got specific <laughs> miners that have to be hooked up to a solar panel. Someone's thought of that by now, surely, you know, and I don't know. We'll figure it out. Can someone do some research on there? If it's not out there, then Russ and, yeah, and Benzingo will team up and make it. it. If you got solar power and you're near like a river or water source, you can you can really just make crypto for free without electricity, without you know impacting the environment and everything. So, uh, if you really take the time, you have the money and the due diligence to do it. You know, I know people that do it. Um, but All right, so yeah. thought thought thoughty by nature is asking a, a question in the chat. What are better crypto brokers and, and hot wallet versus cold wallet? So, as someone like yourself that hold so many crypto you know you got to have yeah. good confidence good conviction in whatever wallet you're using um yeah. is this, so what are your thoughts on that um there's obvious just you know security benefits to having a cold wallet but some of the coins that you might be putting on a cold storage are not going to get the rewards those reflections the staking rewards and like for for shiba you know i'm staking all of my shiba on shiba swap and making a six-figure income just on letting that sit which I can't get by putting that in cold storage. So oh that's a benefit that would positive, like, you know, positive to not cold storage. But then if you're not going to get reflections, then if you're not going to sell it, then get it off the internet, put it on a, a cold storage drive, never get a, a cold storage, uh, like a USB, any of those little things from any website that's not, you know, like ledger.com, like get, get them from the actual site because those things can be hacked and be reprogrammed to go into somebody else's wallet. Never buy like a second market. Um, That's uh, a great tip. That is an amazing tip right there. Um, yeah. And I, I like your point. So is, if you have it in a hot wallet, is that essentially like staking your crypto? Uh, no, okay. staking your crypto is like putting your, your money uh, at a bank, putting it in a CD where some of them you can't touch for like six months. A lot of the, the newer staking um, rewards uh, for some of these coins say you can stake it for a day and remove it tomorrow if you want to, but you're getting rewards for holding. And that's what you should be doing anyways. If you believe in your in your coin, then you should be holding the coin. And if you're going to hold the coin, why not get rewarded for it? So uh, a lot of the, the big ones, I mean, you can stake your Ethereum for 5% right now on, on Coinbase. I, I have all my most of my Ethereum there. Um, some I need just to do some day trades, whatnot. But, uh, you know, my Shiba is all staked, um, Hex all staked. Um, yeah, some of these new coins um, that are coming out are are just giving amazing staking reflection rewards. And that, that's a great tip you just gave. If you don't intend to sell, take it offline. What is What, what even is the point? Yeah, right? yeah right. when I have that conversation with people, I don't get it. So yeah, right. right. That's that's a that's a really good point. Uh, a few people asked what the name of his, Russ's group is. It's on the screen there, and Russ we trust. Uh, Google that or Bing it. I don't know. Yeah, we're on Facebook. That's the thing. Ask Jeeves, and 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 you'll find it on. There. Bug, I I think you threw out a penny price target earlier for Shiba. Bug Lock yeah, asking, do you see Shiba going to a penny? 
Um, what what do you think the catalysts are for that? I mean, we mentioned Robin Hood, we mentioned um, Kraken, but but what are some other catalysts that can help propel Shiba Inu toward that penny price target? Uh, the deflationary uh, model that they're going to move towards, um, more people staking, more awareness. Um, with still, like I said, like 13% of people even owning crypto, what happens when we tap into the other 87% and then they're getting into Shiba? And, you know, you can still get millions of Shiba for a couple dollars. That's that's what's trending. People want that out of what, you know, is considered a meme coin and, and you know, something that now is bringing all sorts of functionality uh, to the world for less than a penny, it's going to get to a penny. We are just, we're doing exactly what Doge did, but we did it six years faster. And so once it hits a penny, it's going to go from one to 10 overnight. Uh, I would say within weeks, it'll go from a penny to 10. And um, when people ask me if it goes to a penny, yes, no, of course it is. It will. Um, th this, this rocket ship is not done. If it was done, I wouldn't have millions of dollars still in Shiba. I would have taken it out by now. Um, it's still there. I'm not touching it. Uh, Rex is asking a great question. It's a very broad question. Take it any way you will. But he's asking, okay. where can you learn this stuff? In Rust We Trust on Facebook. <laughs> okay. You know, we, uh, I mean, I'm not even joking. Like, you know, our, our site, you can actually ask questions like that. And we're going to give you answers and you're not going to get bullied for it. Um, you know, we have... You know, 16,000 members on that. You can go to the Shiba page um, that I started, which has 70,000 members. And for the most part, you know, you're not going to get sarcastic answers. People want to help you because they know that it helps them. And um, you can't really trust a lot of these other pages. There, I've, I've seen some real, you know, manipulating stuff going on in some of these pages. Unfortunately, it's just the truth. I have to say that. Um, but you, you have to do some research and maybe ask some of your friends, what are some trustworthy sites? I, I'm sure we're not the only one, but I know we are. And um, you just don't want to get on a site where you're kind of that lamb uh, in the lion's den and yeah. you just don't know it. Um, I've seen people give out their, you know, like send ETH to people uh, for a test and this kind of stuff. I'm just like, you see some stuff and it's unfortunate. What, so, what about the uh, famous uh, Twitter where people would go and Elon Musk replies and say, yeah. You know, send whatever Bitcoin to yeah. this address. So, a couple, couple things Wait, in the and, chat. And did that work? That worked. Oh, oh yeah, yeah for a lot of people. Yeah, and I think, it, I think actually, it, it says a lot about the fact that they were targeting Elon Musk's, uh, you know, followers on Twitter to do this, and it worked. <laughs> what are you trying to say? I don't know. Um, anyway, a couple things in the chat. So, C Christian Gallagher is saying he thinks crypto is going to go up through the holidays. Everyone's going to be talking about it at gatherings. So. Uh, back in 2017, the first yeah. the first big run up in Bitcoin took place, you know, around Thanksgiving through the holiday yeah. time. Um, that's probably a, a big part of it. I don't know if it's one of those causation does not equal uh, or correlation does not equal causations. But uh, definitely, I, I like that idea as a thesis that, um, you know, people will be talking about crypto over the holidays with their families, more interest. Like you said, it's all word of mouth. More people will buy it. Maybe that 13 percent. Uh, of people who hold crypto goes up um, and I don't, I don't know about you but spencer russ but my i have like my uncle who's like mid 50s and stuff texting me about bitcoin and ethereum yeah. all the time i don't also, thank goodness i I, well, uh, I think i think like that uh i don't know he might be a little too young to be a boomer maybe not I don't know. either way 55 year old i feel like that's like prime everyone they just have nothing to do besides text and Actually, tell your tell your uncle to stop texting me it's annoying 
texting you. Yeah, he's asking me about like which which altcoin, and I don't know. Uh, yeah. I don't know what. To With, say. What's he's like? What's next, Shiba? I don't know. Uh, Tom's asking, how can I buy Shiba in New York? They don't allow it. You, Tom, you didn't hear this from me, but yeah. go out there and Google a VPN. Um, <laughs> exactly. Again, didn't hear it from me. Yep. All right. Oh uh, man. Not- <laughs> Do you say what's the next Shiba? Is that a question? Oh uh, yeah, my uncle wants to know. It's always a question. Um, I've got a few actually that are you know um, besides Peeps, you've got um, some really good coins out there. Coin Merge is is amazing. They are kind of like a they're, they're trying to be like a Facebook. Um, hey, look at that. Coin Merge is in the chat. What you got? Coin Merge in the chat. Yeah, yeah, you're in the chat. That, oh, can't, wow. be that can't be a coincidence. <laughs> that can't be a coincidence. That can't be a coincidence. I'm calling is, BS on this. That is actually, I, I don't even see the chat. So, <laughs> yeah, they actually, um, they're really, that's a that's a solid project because they're trying to integrate, you know, what you have to go right now to like six different pages to look at a coin and do it on one. So you can have, you know, your chat boards here. You've got your, your charts. You've got. Um, your, your NFT marketplace, you, you can see other coins, you can do everything all on one page. I, I, I haven't even talked about that on my page. I, I just like the coin. Um, and then you've got some of the new swaps coming out with lower fees. Cause that's the new thing with these gas fees so high, you've got minty swap, which I've talked about on my page. Um, uh, nucleus, very good, very good coin, uh, under, under, uh, producing just cause of some like, you know, uh, inner struggles within the company that are now resolved. Um, those, those, those are some coins that you what can was still the get. Minty one, uh, Minty swap. Minty uh, swap. All right. I'm, I'm just posting them in the chat. We got nu- nucleus coin merge, Minty swap. I, I've got our email up on the screen shows at Benzinga.com coin merge. Uh, send us an email. I'm sure we'd love to have you on for an interview to talk more about the project. Yeah. Um, so, or, or, or on our next show, for example, our crypto show, moon or bust. Yeah. Yeah, either either or. But yeah. Anyway. Uh this has been fantastic. This uh, has been enlightening stuff. Yeah, so uh yeah. last question, Russ. Jason is asking, how'd you come up with the name in Russ We Trust? Is that a nod to, to Russell Westbrook? No. Um my 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 friends Tommy and my friends Pippi uh started shouting shouting that in, in our um in our chats and everything, and I was like, stop. Like I just I, I hated it at first. But then other people started using it, and it just kind of started trending throughout the Shiba community. Uh, so I just had to finally say, okay, like, it, you know, it is catchy, and um, it's just an easy way to remember. Uh, All right, wait, last, 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 last question. I know I said that was the last question, but I got one more. <laughs> so, so Shiba, you know, all right, just quick history lesson for anyone out there that may not be familiar. So Dogecoin starts, right? The, the dog that is in the Dogecoin coin is a Shiba Inu. So they create Shiba Inu. Now there's yep. Floki Inu, and Floki is, of course, who else? Elon Musk's dog, which is a Shiba Inu. What's yep. your take on Floki? Is it a is it just like a, a copycat of Shiba? Does it have some utility? Um, it it, it is, but it's uh, it's both. Um, and uh, you know, anything with with the Inu is going to be trying to copy Shiba. Um, Inu in Japanese means dog. That's where that comes from. So that's the whole trend on the Inu thing. But Floki actually is is very successful. I don't see it stopping. It's got a nice cult following um, pretty quick. It's got massive gains. Uh, a lot of the dips get eaten up pretty quick as well. Um, I, I don't know if it's the next Shiba. Uh, I don't know if anything will ever be the next Shiba. But, hey, I mean, I, I wouldn't say no to it. I don't personally own any. Um, but I know a lot of people that 
have made a ton of money on it and and they're they're holding pretty strong it's a nice community there you go all right this was amazing thank you so much Russ, for coming i learned oh, thanks for having uh, me my mind is free i someone said the center has fomo hard I, yeah i got fomo what do you think this is amazing. <laughs> I, I I learned a lot. Russ, we'll have to have you on cool. uh, again soon for any developments in, in you know your crypto portfolio. If you find a new project or you're working on a new project, we'll have to come come get you on again to to okay. you know talk about it with our audience. So thank you for taking your time out of your Friday to join us, and I look forward to talking to you soon. Awesome. Same. Thanks, guys. Have a great one. Appreciate Thanks it. No problem. All right, real fast, we got to end the show because uh, we are Moon or Bust, and I have a call right now. But we got 200 likes. So we're going to do another name that chart. This is a three-year chart. I'm going to give you one hint and one and only. Can I guess? It is a technology company. That's my only hint. Ah, this has got to be one of the only tech companies that has not made up its uh, pre-COVID levels. Drop your guess in the chat. The winner will get some free swag. Swaggy, swag, swag. Um, AB does not know. Clearly. It's no, a, no price access. Price access. It's a is, technology stock that has not gotten back up to its pre-COVID levels. I, I, it price, looks like I, I would say Boeing. But price it's access. Not Boeing. Price access is for is for noobs. Christian Gallagher. It's not a bad guess actually. Actually, uh, it, it's not. It's not Intel, but it's not a not a bad guess. Um, yeah, I can only be like one of a dozen, right? All these guesses aren't bad. No, it's not Microsoft. Oh, we do have a winner. Shelly. We, we do have a winner. How, how do you know that? I don't know. I'm smart. I just figured Shelly was right because she's so smart. And that's exactly it. International business machines. Shelly, how'd you know that? Shelly's smart. Good job, Shelly. Or she's she watching us somewhere? I don't know. Maybe. All right, Shelly, email us. Shows at Benzinga.com. I have to hop. I have a phone call that I'm late for. AB, can you wrap the show up, please? Yeah. Um, what, what do you, what, what say you, Spencer, to these people in the chat that are mad at you about? Uh, I'm specs? sorry. Please forgive me. <laughs> that's all I can say. All right. All right, y'all. It was a great week this week, Friday. Hope everyone has a great weekend. We will be back on Monday. Um, you know, email us at shows at Benzinga.com. Questions, comments, and concerns, even if it's just to say, hey, Spencer, we don't like your decision making, but hey. Um, otherwise, have a great weekend, everyone. Peace and love from Zinger Nation. We will see y'all on Monday. Did you know nearly all stock price changes of 10% or more result from a single news headline? That's right. News headlines have a unique ability to drive stock prices up or down. These news catalysts create trading opportunities every day. All you need is a little help to reach out and take them. And if you're looking to grow your portfolio, it doesn't matter if your investment budget is small or big. An easy-to-read stream of news headlines will increase your opportunities to profit from price changes in the stock market consolidate a knowledge-based investment strategy, and grow your portfolio. All you need is Benzinga Pro and its powerful news alerts, price tracking, and portfolio monitoring to make a positive change in your trading performance. We've already helped thousands of retail traders across the world, and they could not be happier. Increase your market knowledge, boost your exposure to big movers, and make informed trades before major price changes. The opportunities are all around you. Subscribe now, and we'll skyrocket your portfolio today.
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.